0: What's going on? Yerks here. Welcome to another episode of Yerks Talks. How we doing? Wednesday, April 21st. Hope everybody's having a good week so far. Happy hump day on today's episode. We gotta talk about the Padres. They've been... I'm hesitant to call it a slump. But we just can't hit the baseball right now. (laughs) That's pretty much what it is. But there's still... I mean, it's still early there's no reason to put the to push the panic button we're okay so we'll talk a little bit about this brewers series and what's going on there and then we're going to go over some stats that the padres uh you know the stats early stats so far in this season there's been a lot of good but then there's also been a lot of bad so we'll kind of talk through some of those statistics and then we're going to end off the episode by just giving a quick rundown of the standings in baseball we've had about 18 to 20 games. So, do a quick rundown of that to end off today's episode, and that's pretty much it. That is the plan. If you have been enjoying these podcasts, which uh, they've been fun to do, if you've been enjoying, if, you, if you've been, if you've been enjoying them, if you've been listening at all, first and foremost, thank you. I appreciate the support. But second, if you want to uh, make sure that you stay up to date when things go live and whatnot, you can follow. Yerks Talks on Instagram, at Yerks Talks for that. You can also follow on Spotify, subscribe to Apple Podcasts. There's also a Facebook page if you want to stay up to date there. My Twitter, it's mainly just been about Padres right now. I also tweeted about the Eagles this morning. They're doing dumb stuff, as usual. Got the draft next week. I'm really excited about that. I'm going to do a mock draft next week with a buddy. That should be exciting. And uh, yeah, I'm pumped. So there's a lot of stuff. But today, baseball. But yeah, at Yerk's, um, at John Yerkes, if you want to follow my Twitter. Okay. Let's talk pod squad, which we normally do on this show. Uh yeah, it's it's a it's been a brutal string of pitchers lately. I mean, this is a ridiculous 10-game span of guys that we're facing. You know, you go back to Friday where we faced Bueller, Walker Bueller for the Dodgers, then we had Clayton Kershaw on Saturday, Trevor Bauer on Sunday. Monday, we had Brandon Woodruff. And then yesterday was Corbin Burns, who's been nasty. And then today, you could maybe argue we have the easiest pitching matchup. And then Thursday, we go back into another series with the Dodgers. This time it's a four game series. And we see Bueller again, Kershaw, Bauer, and then most likely Dustin May. So, yeah, it's absurd. And then a guy that we might not, that we're probably not going to see, we'll see him eventually. Julio Urias for the Dodgers. He's their uh, fifth guy in the rotation right now. Their fifth guy. And he struck out 11 yesterday. <laughs> like, so, yeah, obviously they're stacked. But, um, yeah, a brutal strand. of. Um, they also have David Price in the wings. He's been working out of the bullpen. He could spot start for them down the road. I imagine that's what he will do. So, yeah, it's a insane run of pitchers that we are facing right now. But uh, I mean, honestly, even if we weren't facing these guys, I don't know, because we we just can't hit right now like at all. So, yeah, we lost the first game of the series 3 to 1 and um Musgrove was on the mound for that game. Joe Musgrove for a uh, second start since coming back from the no-hitter, which was still still I replay that in my mind from time to time and I just can't believe that happened. He deserved better on monday he really did seven innings for musgrove only four hits two runs both of them were home runs one of which was uh a former pod player coming home to petco luis urias who was a former prospect second base shortstop i think i think preferred was second base but he'd also play shortstop once we had Tatis, didn't really make sense to hold on to him So you know he never really hit when I don't know there were spots when he was good but yeah now he's on the Brewers and he had a solo shot yesterday and you 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 know it's kind of a revenge game for him was was part of the Padres system and then got traded so yeah he had a he had a solo shot along with Billy McKinney who had one too and uh, God McKinney has been insane in this series we'll get about I mean he was ridiculous yesterday we'll talk about that but yeah. Musgrove only the two runs allowed, one walk, and then a career high in strikeouts with thirteen. Uh, it's insane, man. The, the The rotation, you know, even though Snell has had kind of bumps, obviously Paddock. We'll get into him, but you know the they it's been good. Like it's actually it's been really good. The pitching overall for this team has been solid. The hitting, man, we're really struggling in that category. Like I said, Brandon Woodruff is who we faced Monday. He went six innings for the Brew Crew. Only one hit, one run, three walks, which all came early in the game, and then seven strikeouts. So the first inning, we had a ton of chances. We're only able to get one run across. And, um, yeah, the Padres ended this game with only two hits. 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position, which is a number we're used to to doing currently. It's insane. Uh, And then yesterday, we got shut out, 6-zip, and that hurt. Uh, we were against Corbin Burns, though, who I, I mean, he's an early candidate for the Cy Young. The guy has been nasty uh, going into this game. He had a .45 ERA. Yeah, like zero point four five. He's been wheeling and dealing. And so, yeah, you know, Paddock was on the bump facing him, the sheriff. And it's been a mixed bag with Chris so far this year. Normally, if it starts, the first couple innings are key for him. And so he got out of the first two innings, and it was great. He went six up, six down. Retired the first six batters. It was fantastic. Then uh, the third is when we really started to get into some 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 issues slash shenanigans. So uh, leadoff hitter in the third, Billy McKinney. There's that name again. And I'll be saying it one more time because he makes an absurd play in this game. And so, yeah, he, was, he lead, led off for the Brewers in the third, hit a solo shot. And it's like, all right, well, let's limit the damage here. Should have been out of the inning. Well, we had one out. Then there was a ground ball to Profar. He makes an error. Ending goes on. Paddock can't get out of the inning. He loses his control a little bit. And then you look up, and it's five zip at the end of the third. It's like, ah, Jesus. But, you know, this Padres team, even when they're slumping, they are never out of games. They always find ways to get runners on. We've just been having an issue scoring the runners once we get them on. And so we had an opportunity, probably the – the best opportunity in this game bottom of the fourth runners on the corners will myers up to bat he's been hitting he's the only guy that's really been consistent for us he's he's had that lingering um is it his hamstring is it his, i forget what it is like it's i it's it's like oh i think it's his knee it's knee inflammation i believe i got that right so yeah will myers he steps up runners on the corners two outs and hits a, a, a uh hit like a fly ball down the left field line looks like it's going to land in the corner and then billy mckinney who is just again he's having a series made a ridiculous and this is another absurd catch that's come against us this year there's obviously the mookie Betts one that's still fresh but there's been some insane defensive plays against the Padres so far this year and this is another one diving down the left field line makes a ridiculous diving catch and at, when he made that catch, you, you felt the game was over because Corbin Burns with a, with any lead is nasty. But yeah, when he's, when he has a five run lane, that's pretty much game over. So yeah, it, it, it sucked definitely. But um, yeah, it, it was, a, it was the best chance of the game. And so once he caught that ball pretty like all of the, all the air got inflated and I mean, it was, it was over. So yeah, it was just a bummer. That's how the game shook out. Um, Paddock did stay in there though. Um, after you know, he, he did give us five innings of work, which is good. Saved the bullpen, which was nice. Uh, only the one earned run, the McKinney home run. But then you know, because of the error, Profar four four other runs in that inning did cross and score. So yeah, five five runs in his outing. Only uh, one walk, which is nice to see, and then seven strikeouts. So. Good, and I mean, he got through five, which you love. But I mean, if if the Padres offense had been had done anything yesterday, maybe he doesn't go as long, but still, it was good to see. And then the bullpen, they've been, I mean, they're gonna be solid all year. Um, Craig Stamen, <laughs> we have to talk about Craig Stamen, he who, who has been great, he's been really good. Um, he gave up a home run in this game when it really didn't matter. I mean, the Padres weren't gonna be able to score five runs in this one. Um, once again, Russian roulette kind of strikes that right now. I took a bullet out of the chamber. Um, we still have one in though, and so I didn't add another bullet yesterday. But I mean, if he comes out again today, gives him more runs out of the pen, maybe we add a bullet in. But yeah, he's sitting at one bullet right now, which is good. Still Russian roulette, but you know, it's a lot better than what it was in the past, which is like basically you're playing with a loaded gun and it's not good or fully loaded gun. It, um, Corbin Burns. For the Brewers, he continues his dominant start to the season. Six innings pitched, only four hits, no runs, no walks, struck out 10. Uh, there was a nasty struck out, strikeout he had on Profar. Uh, it's just it's unfair, man. It's it's really gross. And then their bullpen um, is, is – I mean, pitching is the strength of this Milwaukee team. And so, yeah, once – I mean, their starters, if they can give you 5-6 consistently, then their bullpen can – it's kind of like the Padres, although the offense for the Padres – uh, on paper, should be a lot better, but they just haven't been able to get things done. Yeah, so rough start to this series. Obviously, we got one more game today. Um, yeah, I think I think it, there's no reason to panic, right? We're only 19 games in. The expectations are really high for this team. You know, you go, you, you, we get a little bit of buzz last season, right? COVID stuff. We got Slam Diego, kind of puts us on the map and now you have more eyes looking at you. There were, we were the talk of the offseason bringing in those big name guys, Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, all those players, Hasung Kim, all those, you know, big guys in the news. And so yeah, like more eyes are on us and every, and every single game is going to be more I don't know if scrutinized is the right word, but it, people are looking at it under a magnifying glass. Okay? Like every sing, like you have more people rooting you have more people Openly rooting for this team, right? I think you had a lot of closet Padre fans that, like, yeah, I'm from San Diego, but they they stink, so I want to root for them. And then you have, you know, so now you have those fans coming out, you know, like now, you know, actually putting back on their Padre games, being more involved in the team, and they're on social media more, they're tweeting more things and whatnot. And so you have you have like more of the um, less serious fans. I'm trying to think of a way that makes me – that doesn't, like, discredit them as, like, fans. Yeah, like, fans that, like – they're there when you're winning, and then, like, when you're losing, they don't really care about the sport. Those type of fans. And I love those fans, you know, because, I mean, uh, some would argue that, like, I have a problem. Like, when it comes to, like, covering sports, like, I I get way too into it. But um, those people, like, kind of on the outside – that, you know, we're, we're looking for a reason to get back into baseball. Those people are now here because the Potters have been everywhere. And so those people, like when they see a game, it's like, oh man, this team can't hit that That and the other thing, like, oh, what's going on here? And so like every single game of the 162 is going to, there's going to be comments about it. And so I think that's kind of where this is coming from. Obviously it's not great because, you know, um, the bar is set high for this roster. You know what their, their, their own expectations are based on all of the, like, we've been building for this, right, to, to number one, compete with the Dodgers, but then also to get that World Series ring. And so when you have games like this, like, especially these back-to-back games where the pitching by Musgrove was great on Monday and you just couldn't get anybody on base, and then yesterday to get shut out by a Brewers team um, that, you know, offensively aren't great. It's just kind of a bummer there, so... We'll, we'll get it, we'll get it right, okay? I mean, there's obviously things that we got to fix and we'll tighten up, And we're going to talk about it a little bit later in this episode. Uh, but, you know, keep calm. Let's all relax. And, uh, yeah, let's keep calm. Let's start tightening some screws and let's score some runs. And it would be great to do that today because we got Denelson Lamette. He is coming back from his injuries that, from his injury that he suffered at the end of last season, we really could have used him in postseason in October, but it wasn't meant to be. And so he's been rehabbing during the offseason. We've been taking it very slow. We've been extremely cautious with him because last year he was he was fantastic. He was phenomenal. He was uh, you know a finalist for the Cy Young Award and the the Cy Young Award in the National League. And so it's it's definitely been this marathon, not a sprint um motto by the Padres throughout the entirety of this this season so far and you know we're only 20 games in and so if he's pitching today and there's been some um he's he's talked about it openly where like I feel like I'm ready to go like I'm gonna go out there and I don't think that he's gonna be limited by a pitch count I think that like he is 100% ready to go out there and so that's extremely exciting because uh, we had some bad news yesterday it was reported that Adrian Morajone so the youngster, the left-hander who was in the back end of our rotation, uh, he left the game against the Pirates a couple a couple weeks ago. Days are blurring together for me. But, yeah, he left that game only after only throwing 16 pitches. And uh, the report that, the report came out yesterday that he has to have Tommy John surgery. So you just feel for the kid, finally getting his opportunity in the rotation to be a starter. And, yeah, it's a bummer. So it's kind of next man up. And, obviously, Lamette coming back, Isn't really a part of that, but you know, Ryan Weathers and hopefully Paddock again, it's kind of been a mixed bag with Paddock, but like Weathers, maybe, maybe he can, uh, he'll, he'll probably get the start on Thursday. And so hopefully Weathers in his second game against the Dodgers, he can give us more than, uh, three and two thirds. Although he was great. I mean, I'm sure the adrenaline first game in Petco under the lights, first start in, uh, in the show. So I think maybe he'll be a little bit more dialed in, but again, first, uh, first game at Dodger Stadium, too. Like, that could be a lot. So, uh, you know, next man up is always the mentality in sports. People always get injured, and so the Padres they're just going to have to keep rolling with the punches. But hopefully, Lamet can, uh, can look sharp today. Hopefully, you know, things, he is 100%. We're not forcing him out there, and I am excited for that. And it'd be great if we could get him some run support. Um, on the mound for the Brewers, again, I talk about how this could maybe be the – quote easiest guy in um this ten game span that the padres face and so um it's gonna be Adrian Hauser for the brew crew uh, now his last time out he ate, went four and he only went four and one thirds gave up five hits three runs one walk and three strikeouts we got in a little bit of trouble had to leave the Garrett early so yeah it'd be really important if we could avoid the sweep today that would be fantastic uh, uh, the starting lineup for the pod squad in this one, we got Trent Grisham out in center field. He'll be batting first. Fernando Tatis Jr. had the day off yesterday, but he, uh, what was nice to see, probably look, there was two highlights in the game yesterday. Trent Grisham made an insane catch in center field, and then Tatis Jr. came off the bench in the seventh and hit a uh, pinch hit single, which was good because he, he's he been struggling out the gate. You know, Part of it's the, soldier, the, the shoulder issues. I think another part is... Trying to live up to everybody's expectations, and they, you know he's young, he's extremely talented. He'll figure it out. But he's batting; he's in the back of the lineup today at shortstop. He'll be batting second. In third, we got Machado, third base. He'll be batting third in that cleanup spot. Uh, we got Eric Hosmer, uh, of course, playing first base. Jerickson Profar out in right field. Tommy Pham out in left. We got Ha young Kim at second, who uh, had a couple of really nice at bats yesterday. So Cronenworth getting the day off, and then it's and, um, catching for Denelson-Lamette. Nelson, De batting eighth is Victor Caratini. And then, of course, we get it because we're in the National League, and we don't have the University DH because people are grandpas. Look, uh, <laughs> I know one of them. He's a good friend. He's like, don't change baseball at all, but, I mean, come on. So we get to see Denelson-Lamette pitch today, which is outstanding, and we also get to see him hit, which, Okay so yeah that is your lineup today and hopefully we can avoid the sweep that would be awesome all right so there's no need to panic all right i just want to like keep echoing that right but there are some things that the padres could improve on and by improve on i mean stop doing so i want to go over some statistics for the padres And, you know, I don't want it to all be negative, so we'll go over the the good, borderline great, slash fantastic stuff that the Padres are doing right now. And then we'll cover the bad, or like the what what in the actual hell are they doing. So, let's start with the good. The Padres right now, and again, we're only 20 games in, so it's a small sample size, but, you know, 20 games is a lot. And it's, you know, it's a pretty, pretty decent amount. So, yeah. Right now, Potters have the best uh best pitching in baseball. They have the best pitching uh, ERA. 2.5 as a team. That's great. The rotation, like I said, despite some hiccups, it's been it's been great. And then the bullpen has been absolutely nasty. They they've been absurd. Uh just uh just to re like just to echo my point about this being an insane um strand of pitchers that the potters are facing right now, right? Dodgers and Brewers. The, the the second and third best ERAs in baseball, Dodgers with two point six, Brewers with two point seven five. So yeah, let, calm down a little bit that the parties are struggling hitting because we are facing some nasty bullpens and starting pitchers right now. Okay, like so, like it's okay. And then and then it's kind of vice versa, like as well. Like like we're like you know the, they have to face our pitching too. So you know it's it's it should be. On paper, you're looking at tight games where you know you got to take advantage of the opportunities, and the Padres, as of late, have not been able to do that. We're tied for second in saves, which kind of echoes the point of like we're going to be playing close games in some in some instances because our pitching is so good, and we'll rely on our bullpen, bull, our bullpen at times. Uh, Mark Melanson, he has six of them, I believe. Ryan Weathers has one, and Keone. Oh, we might have. I think Melanson might only have five. I don't know, because I, I think Stamen has a three a three inning save. Weathers has a three inning save. Keone Kella, I believe. Oh, he might not have a save. So I think it's, I think Stamen, Weathers, and then Melanson has six. So yeah, the bullpen obviously is one of our is is our strength along with and you know the rotation has been solid. It's been carried a lot by Darvish and Musgrove. We also have the most strikeouts in the league as a pitching unit. And it's by a large mar- margin, 211 strikeouts. Like, that's insane. It's first in baseball by 30. Like The the, the next closest team is the White Sox. They're, uh, they, only, they have 182 strikeouts. So, yeah, we've been fanning people out, and you love to see it. Not a lot of walks given. It's been great really fantastic. Now let's get to the offense. Where things start to kind of go downhill a little bit. So as a team, we're hitting 233, which is about middle of the pack. It's it's okay. Uh, what we what we are doing is we're walking a lot. We're tied with the Dodgers for the most walkouts or the most walks in the league with 82. So we're seeing a lot of pitches at the plate which is great. We're battling, and we're working walks, which is fantastic. We also are tied first with the A's for the most stolen bases, with 16, which is great. We also are 20th in strikeouts, which is also solid. You want to be low here. You don't want to have a, You don't want to be first in strikeouts. That means you're striking out a ton. So Yeah, 20th in strikeouts. So the, the you know bottom third of the league. That's great. You know, and that's why we we've been getting so many walks. We've, we've had discipline at the plate, which is great. Where it really starts to unravel, right? The average is not great 233. This roster should be hitting, you know, at least 250 as a team, if not more, maybe like 260, if I'm being completely honest. Where we really, where the wheels completely start to fall off is getting these guys home. And that's been, that's been like the bane of the Padres' existence so far. I mean, I would love a Slam Diego. I feel like we've had so many opportunities. This year, only 20 games in, or the 20th game is getting played today. I feel like we've had so many opportunities with the bases loaded, and we just have not been able to capitalize at all. Either we strike out or we ground into a double play. Speaking of double plays, right now the Padres have grounded into the most double plays in baseball with 22. 22 times we have grounded into a double play. It's an absurd number. It's it's ridiculous. So, you know, something's got to give we're, we're hitting the ball hard. It just happens to be in the wrong spots. Like we're making contact. So I think that that stat you could take with a, a bit of a grain of salt. I think it's a little bit of column, a little column, a little column B column, a being, Hey, well, we're getting a lot of guys on base. Column B is like the ball's not falling. You know, we're hitting the ball straight to the, the infielders and it's causing us to turn two slash. Like we're not, um, having as like we're not being as clutch hitting the ball as we should be in those moments, you know, and like yeah, runners in scoring position too. We've really struggled there. It'd be nice to turn that around today before we get into this four game series with the Dodgers that starts Thursday. That would be excellent. So yeah, I mean that that's a that's a big thing. We've been grounded into so many double plays, and it's just infuriating to watch. But I think the biggest issue that we've had so, so far to start this year is the amount of errors that we have made on defense. We were one of the best defensive teams last year. I mean, we got gold glovers all over, the or potential gold glovers, right? Trent Grisham was a gold glover in center field. Machado, you can make an argument, um, could have been a gold glover. Tatis, same thing. Although, he, I mean, he's been steadily improving his defense. Cronenworth was great. But, man, tied first with the Angels, 17 errors already. I'm an error. I mean, it's almost an error a game. It, it's it's insane. So we really, really got to. I'm more concerned about the errors. I think that eventually the ball will get through. We won't keep hitting into these double plays. But these errors, man, we got to stop and it's, it. It's a lot of them have been Tatis, and yeah. I mean, I think I I I, I kind of touched on that. His shoulder injury plus after signing that massive uh, statue contract that we've dubbed it as. I think that he like wants to go out there and just be the guy and we don't need like we we which which is great like we want him to be the guy but we don't want him to you know try so hard to be the guy like just go out there and be fredan tatis jr and the rest will take care of itself and so i think that he has to learn to um like learn to live with the fact that like he is gonna be he's like he's synonymous everywhere like everybody knows who he is now and so I think he has to learn to live with that, like um, that pressure. And so I think, you know, it's going to be tough sledding for a little bit here, but he'll eventually come right. Like, I mean, I, at the end of the day, you, you, uh, you trust the player. Like same with Tommy Pham, who finally got going on Sunday, that Sunday game, right? He got a couple RBIs. I think at the end of the day, like you, like the player, like the talented player is going to win out. That's my opinion of it. So yeah, the errors is my biggest concern here. And so I would just love, like, if we could just tighten that shit up, and stop, stop having those costly errors. That, for, because, I mean, in our case, whenever we make an error, it always leads to runs. And you know, it's not always the case in baseball where that happens, right? But like in our case, it's 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 always in those like situations where there's runners on for the the team we're playing, and then we make that it, we, and then it's a ground ball that should get us out of the inning, and then it's an error. And then they score runs, and it's like all the momentum gets shifted. Not great. So yeah, I'd love it if we stop grounding into double plays. We gotta cut down on the errors. Basically, you know, we don't want to be playing our best baseball right now, right? You don't want that. You want to be looking good near October. That's when you really want to be like dialed in. All the screws are tightened up. And so yeah, I mean, it's a it's a long ass season. There's no there's no need to hit the panic button. We're okay. Uh, it just sucks. You know, obviously you want the Padres to win every single game they can. Um, you know, and it's frustrating when a team's not hitting the ball. You know, that, that's a bummer too. But we got to be patient here, and they're going to be A-OK. This, this is a team. We got high hopes, high expectations. Marathon, not a sprint. Just keep calm. And just, you know, hopefully they'll be able to score some runs soon and get build some momentum. And then, like, you know, before we know it, We'll be talking about um, Padres, Dodgers in the playoffs. That's you know that's 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 where we're heading. I think that's the collision court, the collision course we're going on, and I can't wait for that. Can't wait to see the Padres in October again. All right, to end out this episode really quickly, I just wanted to kind of run through the standings real quick. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about the Padres here, but there's another, there's other teams in baseball. There's there's 29 others to be exact, and uh, they've been doing some things. They've been playing some ball games, and so I wanted to spot. Uh, spotlight some teams that uh, stand out to me, but then also go through all the standings. So let's start with the American League. So in the AL East, leading the way and with the best record in the American League, we got the Boston Red Sox, and they started off the season uh, rough. They got swept by the Orioles, like it wasn't looking good. But uh, they have been on a tear since then. They are twelve and six. They are hitting two eighty seven as a team, which is just absurd. They've scored 100 runs. They look great. And uh, in my um, preview, by the way, I, I did say that uh, the Red Sox, you know, if they, I was a little bit concerned about the rotation, but I love this lineup. I thought this lineup was nasty. So, yeah, not a huge surprise for me that they're in first place early on. Tampa Bay Rays, they're in second with a 10-8 record. Got the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles, well, butcher that. The Baltimore Orioles. Orioles they're eight and nine in that third spot in the east Toronto Blue Jays uh, who I think they're going to heat up really soon I think they struggled early on um, but their rotation is nasty and I think that like the offense is starting to kind of get the group there's a lot of new pieces in Toronto you know you brought in a bunch of guys and so like Springer um, you bring in S- Simeon they have, they have a bunch of young guys too so I think that they're going to ramp up and uh, really compete for that division title in the east and then in last place we got the new york yankees and they have been awful man pitching and injuries with them Uh, but right now they can't hit a baseball Uh, they as a team are hitting 208 which i mean you look at that lineup how is that even possible luke voigt's still out uh you know they've had a couple guys that are like Playing injured, which I mean, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, G- DJ LeMahieu. He's been struggling. The rotation actually hasn't been too bad, it's just that they can't hit. They can't score any runs right now. It's it's abysmal for them. They have a negative or they're minus seven in run differential. So yeah, they have not allowed many runs, but they I mean they just can't hit a baseball to save their lives right now. Let's move to the AL Central. We got the Kansas City Royals, and this is the division to watch. There's going to be a lot of movement in the Central. I think you could have four teams at the end of the day compete uh, for the title. You got the Royals, who are in first right now, nine and seven. The White Sox, they're nine and nine. The Indians, eight and eight, and then the Twins, six and ten. Now the now Minnesota struggled at the gate, but they're too talented not to win a bunch of games, and so they're going to be up there. The team that I think might fall down, I think it might be a three-horse race between. The Twins, White Sox, and Royals. The Indians are the team I have the most concern about because, well, okay, their, their rotation is nasty. Like, their pitching is great, right? The, you know, rotation, you got Biebs in there, you got Plesack. Like, their, their rotation is good. Their bullpen, they got a lot of great guys there. My concern with the Indians is how the hell are they going to score runs? Because outside of Jose Ramirez, this offense is abysmal. And Josh Naylor, I love you, bud, but, oh, my God, your base running yesterday was, there's <laughs> was bases loaded for the Indians. They get a single that drives in a run. Josh Naylor's on second. The third um, the, the third base coach is is yelling at Josh not to go. He's like, stay, stay, stay. Josh Naylor rounds third and gets thrown out at home by 10 feet, not even close. So, yeah, I love you, Naylor, but, man, work on that base running. So, yeah. I have no idea how the Indians are going to score a run. They, like the Yankees, can't hit the ball right now. They, oh my goodness, they're right around that that mark as well. Like They're, they're hitting like 2-10 as a team. Really not great at all. And then you have the Tigers in 6-10. I mean, they're rebuilding, so yeah, go Tigers. In the West, the Seattle Mariners. Are they for real? They could be for real. They're 11-7 right now. A couple of Padres have been balling out for them. Taylor Trammell, uh, who was a prospect for us that we traded away, last year to get some pitchers in our pen, like Alta Villa and um, Williams. He has had a good start to his opening, uh, to his his debut season. He's already hit three home runs. He hit one off Dustin, Dustin May yesterday, which was great to see. Ty France, who uh, back in the day was a pod squad member. And he's bounced around a little bit, but he's found a home in Seattle, and he's been having a good start to his season as well. The Oakland A's, they're in second in the West. They um, were awful at the start of the year. They got absolutely roasted by Houston. But um, since then, they are on a 10-game winning streak, the hottest team in baseball right now outside of the Red Sox. They've been really good. Los Angeles Angels, they also have the error bug like the Padres do. They're the team that they're tied with. 17 errors for the Angels of Anaheim. They are 9-6. and six. The Texas Rangers, they're 8-10. and 10. And then the Houston Astros, after their ridiculously hot to the season. They've lost eight out of their last nine. They are now seven and nine bottom of the West. I'm sure they're going to figure it out. Um, the rotation's kind of been hit up and down this year along with their bullpen. Zach Ranke, he's been dominant. But other than that, I mean, Lance McCullers, he'll figure it out, I believe. And then let's move to the National League, the New York Mets. Now, this is a bonker stat. So they're at top of the East right now. They're 7 and 5. They missed some games due to the coronas. They've only allowed 40 runs this year. That's it, 40. Second closest team is is uh, the Giants with 53. That's they they've only allowed 40 runs. That's that's absurd. They've only scored 38. That's even more bonkers. They have a negative two run differential. Oh my God. And and I and I want to go on a rant about the lack of run support for Jacob DeGrom because it's absolutely criminal, but that's for another episode. So yeah, the Mets, they got to figure out how to hit the damn ball. That is absurd to me. But They're top of the East. The Phillies are behind them, 8-9. Team to look out for, definitely. Uh, the rotation leaves a lot to be desired, but this lineup has a lot of good hitters in it so they're eight and nine miami marlins they're seven and nine in third place atlanta braves seven and ten they have uh they're tied with the most home runs with 25 but their starting pitching has been really bad this year averaging almost five um five runs a game really not great and then washington nationals they're six and nine um they'll figure it out but they're bottom of the east right now we move to the central cincinnati reds the team that the Braves are tied with in home runs. The Reds started out on fire. 9-6 uh, and six to lead the way in the Central. And uh, I think that they'll come back down to earth eventually. The Milwaukee Brewers, the Brew Crew, off of their two wins of the Padres. They're now in second in the Central. They're 10-7. and seven. The St. Louis Cardinals, they're in that third spot, 8-9. Their starting rotation outside of Jack Flaherty has been really bad. The, Pittrick, the Pittsburgh Pirates are tied last uh 7 and 9 with the Chicago Cubs and Jesus Christ Chicago what the hell Oh. for for like several years it was the bullpen that was awful now the bullpen is fine like they're good and the rotation that we have is awful Kyle Hendricks who is Mr. Consistent has been anything but this year has almost a 7 ERA in his in his um few starts this season 0-2 record, really not great. Only 12 strikeouts. Yikes, dude. Uh, Craig Kimball has been great. He just hasn't had a lot of opportunities. Although he almost blew the save yesterday, which would have pissed me off, but he didn't. He held it down. The main issue here is like we don't. The big three is no longer a big three. I don't think they can even combine to make a big one. Like this team is has the worst batting average in the league. They are hitting 180 god i don't even where, where did i where did i put it it's awful dude i i it, i just oh my goodness they're hitting 189 as a team 189 under 200 i think that there's there was a uh message that my buddy sent me on instagram yesterday where last week if you added all the pitchers averages up the bat in the national league it was a higher average than the cubs team i think that still might be the case Oh, my God, it's just, it's a dumpster fire in Chicago, and I don't see a way out anytime soon. So, yeah, that's the central. And then the NL West, the, the division we pay, we pay attention to the most, obviously leading the way, the best record in baseball, the best team in baseball, the L.A. Dodgers with a 14-4 record. We know how nasty they are. The surprise team in second, right now, anyways, is the San Francisco Giants. Now, every year with the Giants, I think that they're not going to be very good but time and time again, they just prove that they just know how to play baseball. They're eleven and six right now, and a big reason for that, they've only allowed fifty-three runs, which is not a lot. Um, and yeah, they're, they've they've been great defensively. Their their uh, their starting rotation in particular has been really good. So yeah, the Giants, they uh, have, they've been really solid right now. The Padres, we talked about a lot today. They are ten and nine. We got. The Arizona Diamondbacks or Ketel Marte and friends, they're six and 10. Speaking of Marte, he is still out injured. And so, yeah, they're not going to be a good ball club until he gets back. Or they're not going to really win games until he gets back. And then you got the Colorado Rockies, who might be the worst team in baseball. They did a lot of, I mean, I don't know what their plan is. I think they're trying to rebuild, but they're like in between the rebuild phase. And so you have Trevor Story and, and Black, Charlie Blackman. And outside of those two guys, not really anything. So, yeah, they're 5-12, worst record in baseball. So, yeah, that that about does it for the uh, early standing so far in the MLB. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all the support. I really, really do. Hey, on Friday, we're going to talk some football. Because uh, I haven't talked about football in a little bit. And so I kind of want to talk a little bit briefly about that. We might talk some Pod Squad too. Um, on Friday, we'll have game one of the four-game series. It's going to be Walker Buehler on the mound for the Dodgers, taking on most likely Ryan Weathers. Hopefully, he can go give us four, maybe five innings. That would be great to see. And so, yeah, that's the plan for Friday. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Go some Sports. Come on, Padres. Come on, Met. Let's get a dub today. Have a little bit of, a little bit of momentum heading into this Dodgers series. That would be awesome to see. And I will see you all in the next one.